everyone. My name is Dawn, and on behalf of Procovery Institute, I'd like to welcome you back to the Procovery Podcast. As I've mentioned before, we started this podcast because we are always interested in new ways to reach out to people who are interested in the Procovery program. One of our goals with this podcast is to share just a bit of Procovery with you at one time. So if you're in between meetings, enjoying your daily latte, or just have a few minutes at the end of your day, you'll have time to catch the whole thing. We always enjoy and appreciate hearing from you as we are always learning and growing as much of the Procovery program is based on what we hear in the field. Again, we can't always promise that we'll be able to incorporate your suggestions, but we definitely want to hear what you have to say. And if it's feasible for us to incorporate it, we will. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the power of Procovery. Last week, we spoke about two very compelling topics, empathy and bedside manner, and how they not only tie to procovery, but how we feel they should be woven into treatment and the healing process. This week, we will be touching on our often overwhelmingly complex healthcare system and how we stress in the procovery program, it is critical to put yourself in the driver's seat. We will also be talking briefly about burnout. These are two topics that, while familiar to most, are often overlooked systemically. But no matter what shoes you fill, whether it's as staff delivering services, as a client utilizing services, or as a family member or friend helping a loved one maneuver through the challenging healthcare system, you're probably familiar with some of the complexities of the system and have encountered interactions with individuals who may or may not be experiencing some level of burnout. Today is part two of a two-part series with Dr. Lee Jones, psychiatrist and currently serving as the Dean of Student Affairs at the University of Texas Health Science Center at San Antonio. I recently spoke with Dr. Jones, and I'd like to share with you a bit of that conversation. I know that Randy Stratt, Managing Director of Procovery Institute, has been quoted as saying, there is an entire service sector aimed at teaching skills to maximize use of our educational system, from study skills, to testing preparation, to school selection, to learning centers. Shouldn't there be a comparable one to teach skills to navigate and maximize use of our much more complex healthcare system? Do you have any thoughts on this? Yes, absolutely. Some major thoughts. The the biggest thing is that Randy brings up a good point that we educate people how to take tests. We educate people how to get into college. And uh, my approach when thinking about the Medicare, medical health care issues is that I like to think of people as basically being good and wanting to do the right thing, but if they're not educated about with the correct tools on how to do that, you almost can't fault them. And so the, the, the impetus, I think, is on education and medical school and residency and nursing school and OT school and physical therapy school and dentistry, all of the healthcare professions. We need to educate them, um, the students at those schools, what's important and how, actually how important communication is. 
I also think we need to educate patients to be good consumers of health care. It's a two-sided street. People need to be able to come with the right questions and also not to be afraid to bring up what their issues are, what the side effects are, what the problems are, what's not working, what is working, so we can increase what it is that's working. Um, so I think education's a key. Again, going with the basic assumption that people are basically good and want to do the right thing, particularly in healthcare, and that patients, people that need healthcare, want to get better. They want to feel better, and but they, they too need to be educated. After all, if they knew what it was that it would take to get them better, they wouldn't need to see a physician or a nurse or a dentist. So we need to educate both sides in, in every aspect of life. Whenever you educate people, it really benefits the entire system and things work much more smoothly. Lee, a lot of people tell us that their sense is that many of the professionals they come into contact with have lost a little piece of themselves or have forgotten why they chose their line of work in the first place. It's pretty easy to understand how that can happen. Healthcare in many ways can be soul numbing, not just for the people receiving care, but for the people delivering that care. If you had a minute to talk to those people who may be feeling that way, what would you say? Well, I'd start by saying we've all been there. It's very difficult to carry the burdens of what's going on in your own life, people you love and care about, your neighbors, um, other friends, and to add to that, the people you care for as a professional. Again, be it nurse, dentist, whatever, physician. And I think we need all need to go back to basics. If we have someone that we're caring for professionally, that's one of our patients, one of our clients, what we often tell them is you need to take a deep breath, take a break, go do something else for a while and come back. But we don't do that. What we do instead as is, is clinicians typically is we add all the paperwork, we let that get added, we let the insurance issues get added, we let the number of patients we have to see in a given hour or block get added, and we just continue to push and push and push. I think one of the things that I've learned, partially on my own, but perhaps even more so reading through recovery and looking at some of the principles and strategies, is it's important to take care of yourself. And I think as healthcare people, clinicians, we don't do that. We like, we tend to see that there's a fence and we're on one side and the people that need care are on the other side. One of the most important things I learned during residency is I had a psychiatrist who was a, a preceptor slash mentor and I was getting very fatigued. I was not sleeping at night and I was going home feeling like this person might kill themselves or I'm, you know, I may be the last person that, you know, could have figured this out and I missed it. And what he said is you have to stop thinking about yourself as an inexhaustible resource. you got to start thinking of yourself about it like a gas tank and that you can fill yourself up and then you can run yourself down, but you have to stop and fill yourself up again. And I think as, as health care givers, we've been taught to a certain extent to be a little bit colder, a little bit removed for fear that we'll burn out. And I actually think that's the very wrong thing to do. What happens is that's what causes burnout. Um, you don't have to check who you are at the door when you see patients or people that need care. And not only do you don't have to, I think it's dangerous to do that. You need to bring your sense of humor. You need to bring your sense of caring. You need to also pay attention to the fact that if you're getting fatigued or burnt out, you need to stop doing everything you're doing. And that may be, heaven forbid, delay some paperwork. So I guess that the basic message is start practicing on a personal basis what you frequently tell the people that you're caring for on a professional basis to do. We're human, 
just like everybody else. We have needs, we have fatigues, we have burnout, um, but we also have rejuvenation. And I think, at least for me personally and other colleagues I've talked to about this, when you stop and take some time to relax or rejuvenate or whatever, you get back to the enjoyment about why you did this to begin with. You know, where I work now, I have 880 students that I'm responsible for, and it's not uncommon for me to see six back-to-back with a meeting and another three back-to-back, usually with difficult issues going on. And the way I do that is I actually feel energized by helping these people, but it's because I have, I have a mindset and I've taken a break during the day that I can actually let go of everything else and focus on what's going on with that person. Um, but I think that's, that's the best way to go. But again, it's very, if you don't at some point start feeling fatigued and tired, that either means you've gotten it and you're taking care of yourself or that you're holding up a wall and it's preventing you from doing the kind of care you would set out. I think that's probably very discouraging for people because you learn that the way you protect yourself from feeling burnt out is by not getting as involved or engaged, but then the work isn't satisfying because the reason most of us went into this work is because we like the human interaction. We like getting to know people. We like engaging and having a dialogue and going back and forth. And we just all need to relax a little bit whenever we can during the day um, and get back to that. It's one of those times where your grandmother was actually right. You need a nap, probably. Most of us don't get that. You need to eat lunch. And you need to have a little bit of playtime. Um, and I think that's important to do every day. So there you have it, the conclusion of our two-part series with Dr. Lee Jones. Thank you for listening, and please stay tuned and check back soon for another Procovery podcast. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback, your thoughts, your comments, suggestions, etc. Please feel free to email us at community at procovery.com. I'd like to end today's podcast with this quote by Louisa May Alcott. I am no longer afraid of storms, for I am learning how to sail my own ship.